Section 36 of The Antiku. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. The Antiku by Jean Sharp and Bruce Jenkins. Appendix 2. Preparations by the Civil Society for Antiku Defense. Coup d'etat are less likely to be attempted and more likely to be defeated if the institutions of civil society are prepared and able to resist any attempted seizure of the state. This defense would be prepared and waged by the non-governmental organizations and associations, educational institutions, economic organizations, communications and transportation bodies, religious organizations and institutions, and other bodies. This resistance action by civil society may be waged either in support of planned governmental defense measures or, in their absence, may be waged independently and directly at the initiative of the citizenry. In either case, advanced preparations for anti-coup resistance by the society's independent institutions are likely to make any coup plotters think twice before attempting such an attack if they nevertheless attempt a putish, these preparations would increase the power of the anti-coup defense. These preparations and resistance can be grouped roughly into five types of activity. 1. Public education. 2. Media. 3. Political organizations. 4. Religious institutions. And 5. Specific groups and institutions. 1. Public education. The tasks of these non-governmental bodies would include educating their members and the general citizenry about effective means to reject as illegitimate any usurpers and how to wage widespread non-cooperation and defiance of the Pudish efforts to govern. The aim would be to make illegitimate controls and rule impossible. While all institutions of civil society should participate in these efforts to educate their own members, certain institutions would be especially suitable for reaching the general public. These would include the formal educational system and various branches of the media, such as newspapers, magazines, radio, television, the internet, and the cinema. The political content of such public education measures would include both 1. the importance of denying legitimacy to any Puchists, and 2. the importance of non-cooperation and defiance to make it impossible for them to establish and maintain their illegitimate rule. In addition to explicit instructions on how to resist, documentaries and film dramas about cases of earlier anti-coup resistance could be used. Information on consequences in other countries of the failure to resist a coup d'etat could also be important. The public will need to be informed about the characteristics of nonviolent struggle, including its many methods and the way it operates in conflicts. At times, open street demonstrations may be useful to communicate opposition to an illegal seizure of the state. However, at other times, such action as street marches toward the guns of the Puchist troops 
may be most unwise. Such action may lead not only to massive casualties, but also strike fear into the public, and therefore submission. Because of these situations, the public must be informed well in advance of the crisis about alternative forms of protest and defiance that are less obviously dangerous, but that make popular opposition unmistakably clear. For example, if the mass of the urban population for specified periods simply stayed indoors in their homes schools or other buildings the streets will be largely empty of people and therefore not be suitable shooting ranges to kill and intimidate resistors the empty streets will however communicate widespread opposition two media the members of society's media journalists newspaper and magazine editors, radio and television reporters and directors, printing unions, communication aides, and the like, can organize advance resistance against a coup d'etat. This would include plans to resist censorship by the Puchists, plans to communicate messages from the constitutional government to the general citizenry, and plans to refuse to communicate messages from the Puchists to the population. In addition, media personnel can make advanced preparations for communications in case they lose their operational centers or must go into hiding. If the Puchists take control of the society's media apparatus, printers' unions, radio operators, and others can claim mechanical failures and inability to carry out the Puchists' instructions. Plans for underground printing presses and secret radio broadcasting capacity can also be developed. Preparations to broadcast from neighboring countries can be arranged as well. All of these actions will significantly limit the legitimacy and control that people could give to coup leaders, because those leaders will be unable to exercise full control over the information to which the society has access, and the defenders will be able to communicate widely among themselves and with the public. 3. Political Organizations Both political parties and nonpartisan organizations devoted to advancing their social, economic, and political agendas should include in their missions efforts at educating their members and the public as to the importance and methods of anti-coup defense. Their prior organizational contacts and networks can also help significantly in communicating guidance about needed resistance and conducting the anti-coup defense. 4. Religious Institutions Religious and moral leaders and groups should urge their believers and supporters to regard a coup as an attack on constitutional democracy that is both immoral and a violation of the codes of behavior by which their adherents and believers should live. Consequently, if such an attack occurs, those religious and moral leaders and groups should urge their believers and supporters to apply their beliefs by refusing to give any legitimacy to the Puchists, refusing all cooperation with and obedience to them, and instead by participating actively in the anti-coup defense. 
5. Specific Groups and Institutions the members of officials of individual groups and institutions in the society could also organize around preventing the Puchists from controlling the areas of the society that they operate. For example, members of civil society who work in transportation, economic activities, mass media, communications, religious institutions, and all other major functioning components and services of the society need to prepare and apply non-cooperation and defiance to retain their independence from Puchists. It will be highly important for these bodies and institutions to block attempts by the Puchists or their supporters to seize internal control of these bodies and institutions. Attackers may also even attempt to destroy these independent groups and institutions and replace them with new institutions controlled by the Puchists or their collaborators. Those efforts, too, will need to be defeated. The citizens and their non-governmental institutions should launch preparations and in a crisis should initiate actual resistance. This anti-coup resistance could be in accordance with an advanced governmental anti-coup defense plan or, as noted earlier, could be launched independently if no such plan has been prepared. Those population groups and institutions that operate or control important social, economic, political, or industrial functions will usually be more skilled in determining what specific forms of non-cooperation and defiance may be most effective in keeping that area of the society out of the control of usurpers than the theorists of such resistance. A few examples follow. 1. Transportation workers, such as truck drivers, railroad employees, or airline operators are likely to be far more skilled in determining how best to slow or paralyze the transportation system and to keep it out of the hands of the Puchists than staff in a government office. They are also likely to be more skilled in knowing how, despite partial paralysis by resistors or blockages of transportation by Puchists, to move food and other important supplies to places where they are most needed. 2. In the communications field, as long as cell phones and email systems are still operating, they can be used creatively to help communication resistance plans, to initiate resistance activities, and to report the status of Puchus controls and resistance struggle. Reserve broadcast equipment that has been hidden away for an emergency can be used for defense purposes even when government offices or previous broadcasting stations have been occupied. 3. Civil servants in government offices can continue to function independently, even if their directors have joined the Puchists. In addition to open defiance, civil servants can also quietly resist the coup through bureaucratic slowness, misfiling important papers and similar non-provocative but effective activities that limit the Puchist's control. 4. Labor unions can defiantly refuse to follow Puchist's efforts to direct economic activities and can continue those activities that have been prohibited whatever the Puchist leaders 
collaborating administrators, or corporation officials may say. 5. Special days that honor persons, events, or principles of significance to the nation and to the democratic resistors may be observed even when the Puchas ban them, and new such days may be instituted to honor events or casualties of the anti-coup resistance. End of section 36